When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. We're remote. We called an audible in our remote today that we are still live because um, our fearless leader, Jake, our general manager, is at our studio slash office in the West Loop right now dealing with a dysfunctional air conditioning unit. We mentioned that to y'all yesterday's episode when we were sweating up a storm and they said, you don't have to do a show in our studio, which is currently flirting with 90 degrees. So, Will, Dave, are we happy that we're doing remote today when we thought we were going to be in studio? We love yeah. air conditioning. We love yes, air, air conditioning. Yes. I have a question, though. I, yes, I love air conditioning. It's the best. I know I was sweaty as hell yesterday. Matt, I saw you sweaty as hell yesterday. But oh, yeah. I saw not a damn drop on that damn goat, <laughs> Will Gottlieb. Were you sweaty at you all? See, you looked amazing. You didn't see me have to, like, peel my back off of the chair? I did not see it, man. Separate myself that it molded into one being. (laughs) Yes, I was sweating. I'm with Dave, though. You did not look noticeably sweaty. Whereas I also had the fan blowing direct on me, which I think, you know, I was helped. Unfair advantage. Yeah. Listen, I I was sitting by a door. I had a fan. I had 40 cups of water. Nothing else. It was one of those days where I just got in the car after we recorded. And I was going to go home and I just had to sit there for like five minutes in the air conditioning just to <laughs> I did the same thing. recover. Yeah. I, did the same thing. I, uh, I took an Uber home from the office and I got in and it was immediately like a, a wall of air conditioning hit me. And I got in. And I was like, oh, and the driver was like, hey, man, let me know if this AC is up too high. Like if the AC is too strong. And I was like, oh, no, no more. You I need more. That, you keep that baby cranking. <laughs> And then got home and immediately turned my AC way, way up. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah, I had taken a shower before. I'm not a big two-shower-a-day guy. I never really liked doing that. But I had to take another one after after I got back. It was it was hard yeah. out here. It was tough. Hard and out here for a goat. But I'm glad, I'm, I could, just... I'm glad I could disguise it. That's good to know. Yeah. No, you <laughs> you looked cool as a cucumber. You did, man. And I, you know, whereas, like, I know when I look sweaty, and I definitely look sweaty, and I looked over, and Dave had just, like, beads of sweat <laughs> dripping everywhere. I caught, I caught a beat or two. I caught a beat <laughs> or two from Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was good. Um, all right, so That's we why we all gotta wear show. tank tops. Exactly. Right, which, uh, I do have where, where is the tank top, Will? You gotta break it out. 
Gotta I had to, I'm gradually, I went from pants to shorts. Maybe <laughs> next time I'll go shirt to tank. We'll see. We'll see. What I, I did like that Jake said in our, you know, all, uh, all company slack while he is at the office dealing with this today. We may just have to get closer and closer to summer pecs wardrobe being like completely acceptable across the board. That's that's our new business casual if we don't get this AC <laughs> fixed. You're stretching the bounds and somebody needs to do it. Somebody's, somebody somebody's got to see one. where the line is. Somebody's got to break the rules. Why not you? Uh, Stylo Zero K said, give us the tanks. Yeah. Oh, I've got plenty. We um, need some I, uh, I can CHGO bring in tank tops. That's you guys what we need. need. Them. Oh, my. Yes. Brilliant, Will. Brandon, if you're listening, I'm sure Brandon is listening right now. Brandon. Yeah. Start CHGO making tanks. tank tops. I will yes. buy every single one of them. That's um, a great idea. So we've got lots to get to today. We're going to continue on with our player evaluations, our player grades. Kobe White is uh, up on deck today. And before we do that, we have to react to the latest update in the world of Zach Levine, uh, who we something did our player grades day. for yesterday. It's something every day Zach Levine comes up and uh, no different today. So let us start with this. Uh, earlier today, right before Will and I hopped on the CHGO Sports Podcast with Kevin uh, and Jacoby, which was a lot of fun, Sham Sharanya posted this video on Stadium uh, with this quote. Sources tell me that Bulls star Zach Levine will undergo a scope procedure on his left knee in the coming weeks. He will make a full recovery. Uh, mm-hmm. Shams went on after that to sort of add some context to the fact that Zach Levine Got a clean bill of health, at least as far as no structural damage to that knee, right before the All-Star break, and then decided to continue playing in the back third of the season when he could, managing that pain tolerance because he wanted to help his Bulls in their push towards the playoffs. So I don't think this is necessarily breaking news. I don't think it's necessarily surprising news. And I am fine with this update from today. We expected... And we heard that a, a knee scope would be likely once we got to the offseason. And Shams confirms that here with this report. And also, not just expecting to make a recovery. I thought it was interesting. He phrased it like he will make a full recovery, which is like felt like I was like wrapped in a nice, like cozy blanket when I heard him say that. What about you guys? I mean, great to hear. We we all kind of had some uncertainty with what exactly was going on. Obviously we knew that he had pain. We knew that the pain was preventing him from being 100%, but we didn't really like know what the problem was. It wasn't structural. They couldn't figure it out during the season. Um, I'm not exactly sure what a scope is. I'm kind of looking it up here, but it basically says uh, knee atheroscopy is a surgical procedure that allows doctors to view the knee joint without making a large incision through the skin or other soft tissues and it is used to diagnose and treat a wide range of knee problems. So that sounds about right. Still a little bit unknown, uncertain there. Dr. Gottlieb, that's my dad, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's good to know. Like he, he, Shams made an emphasis on he will have a full recovery. And so I'm going to take that as, at his word. Yeah, that, that last sentence is the one that just means the most and the one I paid the most attention to. And I mean, it's it was the next step in the offseason process for the team, not just with Zach Levine, but for the Chicago Bulls. This was the next step in how they move forward uh, getting to next season was Zach Levine getting his knee taken care of. Um, I know guys wanted to get done earlier, but, you know, like Matt said, Zach's a competitor. He wants to get out there and help his team. 
uh, try to win. And he did not want to miss his first ever playoff series. And I do not blame him <laughs> one bit for that. So, yeah, I'm very happy to hear this. He's going to get it taken care of. The full recovery, like Matt said, is what made my toe shoot up in my boot. It made me excited. And I'm like, yep, he'll be back and he'll be back to what we know him as. And just makes me feel good to hear that. And yeah, it's the next logical step in the process. So yeah, let's go through it. And I'll say this, um, during the off season, you never get as much in terms of injury updates as you would during the regular season when reporters can ask Billy Donovan every day, whether Alonzo is, you know, ready to start, uh, getting into ramping up was the the buzzword of the season ramping yes, up his uh yes. his uh, recovery there so we don't know this sort of like first um first check that i did is says roughly about 66 weeks so we're back in the hashtag six to eight week timeline but we'll see and you know six weeks would be awesome because it allows him obviously a chance to recover from this injury take some time off after you know nba season is just absolutely grueling and the amount of like wear and tear to the body for these guys is i mean we'll obviously never know but has some recovery time for both the knee and the rest of his body and then still has a ton of time to get back into shape as damar said like preparation for next season starts today so mm -hmm. he's gonna have time to get back in shape um have time to get himself going ahead of next season hopefully he's doing those 4 a.m workouts with damar and pat will uh we'll see but um it's good to know that he will be ready to go for the start of next year yeah, I guess if there's only one thing that you're a little bit worried about as far as Zach's offseason, assuming that this knee scope is a very, uh, you know, very common, very simple, straightforward procedure, mm -hmm. and that timeline is as you described it, Will, we're not concerned about, oh, he might not be ready by the time, you know, training camp rolls around or by the time preseason rolls around. By then, he'll be fully ready to go, unlike some of the stuff that, you know, Patrick Williams was dealing with with the ankle in training camp. And then the same thing, Kobe White having offseason shoulder surgery. Um, again, like I said, we'll get to Kobe uh, later on in today's show. But it's not – it doesn't sound, you know, knock on wood, like it's going to be as ramp up, ramp down, ramp up, ramp down as the stuff that Lonzo has been dealing with. It's just a question of does what, what portion of his offseason routine will Zach miss? And will that be – substantial in any way as far as costing Zach not only getting ready for the season but maybe putting some work in his game in the offseason when recovering from this scope he's not going to be able to be you know dribbling a ball between his legs up and out of basketball court um which you know not ideal as it, as opposed to just having a completely healthy offseason mm -hmm. but if that's the one thing you're worried about of Zach's offseason not being an ideal perfect fine normal one I think you can kind of live with that, right? I mean, this could be so much worse. So I'll definitely, if six weeks is, that was just like the first thing that came up when I when I just searched it here. Um, if that timeline is right, roughly, um, yeah, I'll take that. Because if you look at that, you know, in comparison to Lonzo, where we still have no idea what's on, we still don't know if he's going to need another procedure. Um, I'll, I'll take the definitive timeline now. The Shams report did say that it will be in the coming weeks that he'll have this procedure. So we don't know, we don't know exactly when that will be and therefore how, how much longer the recovery will take. But uh, definitely like a more defined timeline is appreciated. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know about you, Dave, but to me, doesn't it make the most sense to do this as soon as possible? Mm -hmm. Procedure over recovery time 
uh, begins as quickly as possible. You know, unlike Scotty not wanting to f his summer up. You know that iconic line of his from the Last Dance mm. between the '97 uh, and '98. You know that off season before their their final title run. Right? What, what what reason, if any, is there for Zach to put this off as opposed to doing it tomorrow? I don't think there's any any reason. <laughs> It's funny you just said that though, because I I've been re- I just started rewatching the Last Dance yesterday, and I'm and I'm on that episode right now when Scotty <laughs> says that, so that that's hilarious. But but also you don't blame him, like hey maybe no. Zach had some vacation planned, and he's like okay I'll do the scope when I get right. back from vacation. But also but also the difference as well is Scotty was not in the best of terms with the front office either as far as his contract was concerned, so right. that played into it as well. And Zach's in a really great place as far as he is with AK and Mark Eversley. So there's no reason for him to, you know, take his time off or, you know, be passive aggressive, you know, in what he wants to do with his future, you know, with this team or anything like that. No, he could just be Zach Levine. And I think the other good thing about this surgery, what I'm hearing is it's the a cleanup, you know what I mean? Getting a scope is a cleanup, you know, it's like going to the dentist. I'm not saying it's on that level you know, instead of, of going to, it's definitely a more major thing. But it's like going to the dentist and getting a cleaning. You know what I'm saying? Getting a severe cleaning, but getting a cleaning uh, of your teeth. And that's good to hear. And I think we kind of knew that when Zach went and got his knee checked out and he came back and said, no, it's just, can I tolerate the pain? But it's good to know for sure because we know Zach plays through anything. And so it could have been something worse and we wouldn't have known it, you know what I mean, until going forward. So it's just good to know for sure like, no, he's going to get that cleaned up. He'll be back. He'll rest it. He'll be back better than ever. But the one thing you didn't mention, Matt, and that Will did that frightens me is Lonzo Ball. And because we don't know how long that's going to take. You know, Zach, we're pretty sure and we're pretty clear on how long that's going to be. He's going to have a nice offseason to get everything together. He's going to sign his fat contract and come on back. But Lonzo, we're, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that concerns me. That really does just really concerns me about his knees. So, but Zach's, yeah, I feel good about it. I'm glad he's getting it done now, taking care of it. He's not playing around. And, yeah, as soon as he comes out of it, hopefully he'll be back uh, jumping up and catching alley-oops at the United Center in no time. You can always count on me to bring up the bad news. Sorry yeah. about that. No, I was but thinking you, the same thing, honestly. But you were the one that reminded me about the dentist. I got to find him somewhere. <laughs> I don't have a dentist man. in Chicago yet. It is. but But, like, Honestly, it is. It's obvious that it's more concerning with Lonzo right now, based on everything we're hearing about Zach's procedure being standard and straightforward. And and Lonzo, the fact that he's already tried multiple times to ramp up from his knee injury and not been successful in doing so. Uh, our, our pal Hayes in the comments agrees the Lonzo situation grows more concerning the longer we yeah. go without hearing anything official. So, yeah. Um, RW Chi-Town saying Lonzo should be back before training camp. Really hope so. I mean, hope everybody so, out there, seriously, cross your fingers, knock on wood, say a whatever prayer to whatever God you worship, because we saw what this Bulls team is without Lonzo Ball, and it is a way less potent version of itself without that Matt, guy. I, Matt, I sat and I watched Lonzo Ball highlights yesterday and almost <sighs> cried. Like, oh. I was so upset just – like, wow, dog. Like, look at this. Look at how easy he's – just the steals he was getting when guys were bringing the ball up the court and trying to pass it, and he took the ball from them and just yeah. ran it down the other way between his legs, Zach Levine dunk. You know, off the glass, Zach Levine dunk. 
Brady down pass, this is gonna be 360 dunk. Like all that stuff I just missed. And I was like, damn it, we had that. And I want it back. <laughs> Please come on back, Lonzo. I'm doing my uh my eval for Lonzo for tomorrow, and I'm having the same experience. Like he's easily <laughs> my my favorite since Jimmy and mm. uh just some of the stuff that he did out there on defense, especially yeah, so much fun. And yeah, I mean the the ability for him to impact the winning and just like the quality of this team. We don't have to get into a whole other Lonzo thing. We did a, a recap of his season a couple of days ago. You can go back and find that um, in our YouTube or podcast feeds. But Lonzo, man, he he was amazing for this Bulls team. Yeah, that he was. Uh, all right. So, Zach, go have a scope. Be be good. Be well. Recover. Recover quickly. Mm-hmm. And like Dave said, continue dunking on people again because yes. that's a lot of fun to watch. Um, it is. And uh, – See how we had that whole conversation about the Zach Levine update and didn't even address Zach's contract? See how easy that was? Uh, now we're going to move on to Kobe White and do his player evaluation. Lots of question marks uh, surrounding Kobe White and his future with or without uh, being a member of the Bulls. So we will get to that right up next. But first, I mentioned it at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you by PointsBet. If you enjoy... CHGO and what we do here. The best way to support us and help us grow is to download the PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It's an amazing deal. And that's not it. If you make a $50 or more sign deposit, you get that free CHGO membership with your sign-up of PointsBet. And that will unlock all of our amazing web content. You'll even get a free t-shirt from our CHGO locker, whichever one you want. Pick one. They're all awesome. Plus, access to our members only, all just for making that $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet with promo code CHGO. It's also your home for live in-play betting, which got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live NBA same-game parlay. You know, I've been throwing all kinds of them around in these first two rounds of the NBA playoffs. It's so much fun. And for the first time ever, you could build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost those live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live, all with points bet. Mm-hmm. And now you can sign up online if you live in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone, like this one I have in my hands that I use. To play on points bet all the time. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Tell them what they do. Will the thrill. You live your bet life. Oh, that dramatic pause, baby. Dramatic Dave, pause. Tell the people about the athletic greens. Oh, you know, I love talking about that green. Cause I think, I think of this where our guy, you know, Jake is at the office, swords wearing away, you know, melting away, trying to, you know, get the things right so we can come back in to some fresh AC. I said, you know what it helped him? Some a- some athletic greens, some AG. We help him with his AC, get that man some AG. Some athletic greens, baby. Yes. Because it's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day correctly. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things yourself is going to need. 
and it costs you less than three dollars a day y'all you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto with a vegan dairy-free gluten-free they got your back all right no gmos no nasty chemicals no artificial anything and it still tastes good you don't don't take my word though will i want to know from you though will this is what i want to know what is your routine like with the athletic greens how does will the thrill consume this delicious product now that uh i cover the bulls i don't have to wake up super early in the morning anymore which is great likes to do that so i roll out of bed and i head to the fridge get some cold water scoop of athletic greens in it it's a great way to start the day get yourself hydrated get yourself some vitamins minerals prebiotics probiotics and it's good for your skin it's good for your gut it's good for your hair this is why i sweaty yesterday because i had my ag1 so take it from me if you don't want to look sweaty take your athletic greens <laughs> yes sir oh don't you just love that and to make it easy, y'all, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and one, two, three, four, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. Scoop it, dump it, shake it, drink it, feel it. Mm. <laughs> I still love that you're making up taglines for this company. That's just, <laughs> it's just so good. I just ran through my head the steps of procedure of your scoop it, dump it, shake it. And I was like, yeah, that's actually correct. You got all those right in order. You scoop it, you, scoop you dump it, it mm -hmm. you shake it, you drink it. <sighs> so simple. <laughs> that's it. Come on, man. That's the thing. <laughs> also, also 100% approved and vouched for by a different Will, our friend Will Purdue. That's when he will. did a show with us a few weeks back. He, he was like, Oh, yeah, dude, love athletic greens, but drinking it yep. for years. Two wheels, man. Came I wish I had known about it longer, but at the same time, if I had, then I wouldn't have gotten the great CHGO offer on it. So, true, works out. Make sure y'all get y'all CHGO offer, y'all. Just go ahead and hook it up. Athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. They'll hook you up. Just do it, like Shy would tell you. Um, all right. Let's uh you guys ready to grade Kobe White's 21-22 season? Oh, Let's dive right into it. Joey, if you please toss up that uh grade graphic for the first time here for us. Starting on the offensive end, um, similar grades. B minus from myself and from Big Dave. Will a little bit harsher with a C plus. Mm -hmm. If you look at some of Kobe's offensive numbers from this season, uh, scoring came down. Actually, his lowest points per game output of his three-year NBA career. Of course, that coincides with the Bulls adding more talent and not needing mm -hmm. as much Kobe White on offense. Uh, with his usage percentage also taking a hit with the arrivals of Demar and Vooch. Uh, however. He did have career best numbers in a few different areas. 12.6 player efficiency rating was his best thus far in his three-year Bulls career. True shooting percentage of .564, a career best mark, as were his field goal percentage of 43.3 and his three-point percentage of 38.5. Interesting stuff here because when I look back at Kobe's season, I don't know about you guys, but I thought up and down – hot, cold, 
And then maybe it's just because it ended on a really sour note of Kobe, along with a lot of his Bulls teammates going ice cold, especially behind the three-point line. I was surprised when I went back and saw that his overall field goal percentage and his three-point percentage from this season are the best marks of his career thus far. But, um, you know, for the fact that they really needed him to step up at times offensively down the stretch, and he really didn't, that that is what prevented me from giving him a straight B and knocking that down to a B minus. Will, what about you with your C plus? Kobe was just all over the place this year, as I think he has been for his entire Bulls career. And at the end of the day, I think you kind of hit it on the head. They needed a little bit more from him, especially on the offensive end um, throughout the season with all the injuries, and then especially in the playoffs. Uh, They needed, as I've said a million times before, they needed somebody to step up. When Zach went down, they needed shooting. uh, And he just wasn't able to provide that consistently enough. Um, Kobe had the shoulder injury, so he missed the first part of the season. And when he came back to play, he had about, um, you know, 10 or 12 games there where he was just really couldn't hit a shot, um, just looked like he was totally clueless out there. And then had a 30 game stretch from January. I'm sorry, from December 19 up until the all star break where he averaged 16 and a half points, 3.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists on 47 percent shooting from the field. 43% on threes and 87% from the line. That's amazing. Those are great numbers. I think a lot of that coincides with injuries and with uh, increased usage for him. But then you look back at his season percentages, um, 38% on 38.5% on threes, 43% from the field. Like that, that 30 game stretch where he put up numbers like that was half of his games played. He played 61 games. So in those other games, he really was just not there. I mean, we all get frustrated with Kobe for the inconsistency, but for him to just spike up and down like that, I needed to see more consistency in year three from him. And he definitely has the offensive presence. I think that like you you wouldn't say Io is a better offensive player than him necessarily, but given they needed, given the expectations and given like what you're supposed to do in year three, I felt like I had to talk on here. Well, yeah, Will, that was perfectly put, brilliantly put. Um, With me, it was the same thing. Like, when he first got back and immediately when he walked on the court, Bulls fans were ready to trade him. And they're watching him. And Matt heard me, like, because I said it a lot when we were doing Locked On. And I just kept saying, dude, like, he clearly is not ready yet. Like, he's clearly getting acclimated. He's missing layups. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's clearly not there yet. So just give him a second to get acclimated and we'll see what it is. And then, like you said, Will, when December 19th hit from that time on, I believe what that the first, what, 16 games of that, because he was, I think, inactive, like for the past four, because it, was it COVID or something that he was out with or something like that? I can't remember what it was, but he was out for a few games. And then when he came back from that, like those first 16, he was double digits in 14 of them. And he was just absolutely on fire. All those buckets that the Bulls needed from him, he was giving to them. And it was like, oh, yes, if this is what I'm going to get from Kobe White, Bulls are going to be vicious. Like, we're going to be straight. This is the scoring punch we need off the bench. He was exactly doing exactly what I wanted him to do. I know his defense and all that was cool. We'll get into that in a minute. But I needed the scoring. 
You know what I mean? I need him to put the ball into the bucket. And he was doing that at a really, really solid clip. That's what he's out there for, right. And he was doing that at a really solid clip. And even on top of that, to finish up, (laughs) like right when they got to the All-Star break, he was really, really like hitting the gas. He was going in, man. I like those last few games, 13, 15, 22, 16, 24, and 31. 31 was his highest output all season long. That was the last game before the All-Star break. He dropped 31 points. And then the wheels completely fell off for Kobe White. And I don't know why. And I still don't know why. But it was he wasn't alone. It happened to a few players. It happened to Io for sure. Uh, it happened to Derrick Jones Jr., you know, guys like that. But he just never was able to fully recover from what he was doing from that early uh, mid-December to the All-Star break. It's like he had found his rhythm. He knew where he was needed. And he was comfortable, and he just couldn't do it again. And uh, that's why I kind of gave him a B minus, is because the scoring he was putting out to start, like in December, I was like, this is B plus stuff that he's doing. This is exactly what I need him to do: put the ball in the bucket, hit the three at a high clip, not have a lot of turnovers. He was learning the game; his point guardsmanship improved. You know, Kobe would slow down more. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't taking one on four. And just going up and getting blocked, you know what I'm saying, and falling out of bounds. No, he was bringing the ball out, resetting the offense, and then running the offense. And Matt would hear me just immediately start screaming because I was so excited. Because I was like, yes, dude, this is what the hell I'm talking about. Do this. This is what I'm talking about. Credit to Mo Cheeks, you know, for those kind of things. Also credit Lonzo and Caruso for, for that as well. But his point guardsmanship grew as his offense was continuing to get better and better and better and better. And then I don't know what happened. It just all fell off the face of the earth, man. And it was hard for him to recover. He had little spots, you know, he would have little spots where he would, you know, get hot, but nothing sustainable. And, and yeah, that's what the most frustrating part was, was we saw what you could be and it just didn't continue on. Yeah, it was like Uh, a, it was like a 10 game stretch at the beginning of the year where he averaged like six points on 40%, 35% 40%, 35% shooting. Mm-hmm. And then he had that 30 game stretch where I talked about. Right. And then after the break, it was like another 20 games where he averaged 39% from the field, 35 from three, 10 points per game. Like you just need more from him. And somebody in the comments said, um, he's the second youngest player on the team. Absolutely. Like he is not a finished product, but he was a super high draft pick. He had a role that the bulls needed him to fill. And mm-hmm. It was the same problems that we saw in year one and year two. It's just inconsistent. Yeah, and real. Uh, I'm sorry, real quick, Matt, real quick. And that's the key point is his role was defined on this team on a, during the season where, you know, a lot of those players didn't know what their role was going to be. Javante didn't know. Ayo didn't know. They didn't know. His was defined. You come in, you're mm-hmm. the sixth man, you score. This is what I need you to do. And he right. still didn't do it on a consistent basis. On that note, uh, as we try and get to a few comments before shifting to our next grades, uh, P-Dub said, uh, I wish Kobe could be the Tyler Hero of this Bulls team. I know he has it in, and we've seen flashes. Speaking of six man of the year kind of stuff, yeah. Um, and, and look, Tyler Hero kind of came back to earth after his bubble performance, but then really responded well this season and earned himself a six man of the year award. That's a piece that the Bulls don't really have right now because Kobe's not that consistent. Along those lines, Richie in the comments said, Are the ups and downs with Kobe something we think he can grow and work out of, or is this just who he is? That's the million-dollar question with Kobe and whether or not he fits into this Bulls future. And Rex saying he's not Trey Young. At some point, you just need to either be insanely offensively talented, be able to do more than one thing, or be consistent 
and Kobe is none of those things. I don't necessarily think, based on the evidence in front of us, that Rex is wrong about that. Um, all right, so moving on to uh, to defense. I know, once again, we had pretty similar grades. And uh, Big Dave, you had the best uh, defensive grade for Kobe with a straight mm-hmm. C. You and I talked um, at length in some of our Locked On episodes back in the day when you saw small pieces of evidence of Kobe's defense getting better, and I kept yeah. saying... I need to see more. I need mm-hmm. to see more. I mean, I, I didn't think he was the worst defender on this Bulls team. Not that mm-hmm. exactly that's a competition any of these guys would be, you know, striving for. <laughs> I went with the C minus. Will, once again, like he was on offense, was the toughest grader for Kobe with a D. Uh Big Dave, let's let's uh let's start with you because you were the one who was maybe feeling a little bit of optimism with Kobe's defense this season. Yeah, I liked what I saw uh defensively as far as him growing, you know, again, I'm not saying he was world beating or anything like that. Uh, Clearly he was not, but he was doing things that I was begging him to do, you know, his first couple of years. And that I didn't know, or I didn't think he could do because I'm like, can this dude really do this on defense? Like, can he just stay in front of his man? Like, can he, you know, if he's cold, can he still not be a liability while he's out there because he can't play defense, you know? And He had games, to his credit, he had games where when he wasn't shooting the ball well, he was okay defensively. Like, that that wasn't my complaint. You know, like, oh, man, you you just were letting dudes vote by you and things like that. No, he was, for me, he was solid. He was okay defensively. Uh, And again, I'm grading this on a Kobe scale. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm grading this on a Kobe scale of solid when I say this and, and what I wanted from him and what I was expecting from him. I just wanted him to understand the defense understand certain rotations and play and be on on his man and put forth that effort and not get lost and not get discouraged. I'm not saying he didn't, those things, some of those things for sure happen. And Will is definitely going to dive into it. I promise you. But man, I thought he got better uh, defensively from what he was his rookie year, from when he was his second year into this year. I thought there was an improvement in what he was doing on the defensive end. And I liked it. And I was like, yes, this is what I want from you. I wanted the offense to be, you know, the main component of why you're out there on the floor. But if that shot is not falling and I can't bring in, you know, my man, Maddie legend, you know, because your shot ain't falling, you got to be out there doing something, you know, and I just appreciate that he was out there trying and doing something and not getting lost all of the time. And I just thought that was, I was commendable for me. And I was like, okay, well, he's trying, he's growing, he's listening to Mo Cheeks and he's doing his thing. So yeah, I, I gave him a C on that. I want to be with you there, Dave. Get in on Will. I really want to. That dramatic pause. No, Will. Consistent. (laughs) Will's been consistent all year. Like Dave. No. (laughs) I want to. I really do want to get there. Like, I think I am more harsh on Kobe than I am with just about any other player on the Bulls, which is probably a little bit unfair, but I am, and I just don't see it there. I don't see the year-to-year improvement that I really want to see. And this is why, you know, when we talked about Patrick Williams, I was very like, you know, intentional about saying year three is the most important. Like he needs to figure it out in year three. If we continue to not see forward progression with him, it's going to be a problem. And I think that was where I was heading into this year with Kobe. Basically the previous two years of his career, it was like, go out there and run and try to score. And like, he put up some numbers, but uh, obviously it was for a very, 
bad team. And, you know, he does not need to be a world beater defender, but he had a negative 2.2 defensive EPM, which is in the sixth percentile. Six. Okay. He had a minus 2.3 defensive Raptor, which is very, very bad. He had, uh, where did I put this tab? Uh, 0.9% steal rate, which is in the 13th percentile. 0.6% block rate, which is in the point, uh, the 15th percentile. Um, and the Bulls were 3.1 possession points per possession better with him off the floor defensively, which is in the 24th percentile. Um, uh, again, these numbers lack some text, um, but I think they all just like combined. You have to pay attention to like if everything is telling you that he is a bad defender and it's matching what you're seeing in terms of giving up backdoor cuts, not knowing where to be. Um, basically, you know, he'd go out there and like get to the get to the rim and score a layup where he finished at the highest level of his career. I think 66 percent at the rim. Huge improvement for him. And then he'd give up a three on the next possession. And it's like, oh. great that you're doing better, but you're, you're, the net here is you're scoring two, great, but you're giving up three. That's just, you can't have that. And again, he, they don't need him to be that defensive stopper, but this was a level draft pick. Um, and it's not like, yes, 22, 21, but it's not like there aren't guards in his draft class even. That are like he was drafted one pick behind Darius Garland, who was an all-star this year, who was second in MIP. He -hmm. was 20 picks before Jordan Poole, who is Mm -hmm. like we all know what Jordan Poole's doing with the Warriors in this playoff run. Like he needs to show something. Um, and it for me it was on both ends. Like I just didn't see enough from him. Obviously, the 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 Kobe curve, I guess you could call it, like (laughs) for for the offensive grade. Like he's obviously a better player than whatever I put, but just relative to what he needed to be, should have been, could have been. It just wasn't there for me. So I acknowledge that I'm hard on him. And I also don't think he's a finished product. Like he could get better, but I want to see some progress year to year. And I just don't feel like I did. I love this comment from uh, Love Music Video Art in the comments. who said, have no clue what these advanced stats are that Will is talking about. <laughs> but all you have to do is use your eyes. His growth was so minimal. Like he went from zero to three. That's growth, but not really big Dave. Um, well, I got to see. Like, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't give him a B. Like, damn, you got to see. See for Kobe. And, you know, for, for some wondering, like, I've seen some people in the comments saying, like, oh, Kobe might be worthy of an F in, you know, whatever category. Like, I don't think any of us have given anybody any F, even an F. Oh, the Fs yet. are coming. <laughs> but, you know, that's because we've started with the better, more talented and more important players on the roster. There's there's still some some players oh, who have left. Oh, we graded. will get to Tony Bradley. Do on not worry. The way. On right. the way. We, we might double up on some of those as far as doing more than one per episode. Don't nobody, you worry. Nobody wants to talk about Tony Bradley for an entire hour long episode. But uh, yeah, there, there might be some F's coming, but. And look, you know, after all of those numbers that Will just went through, I kind of want to change my Kobe defense grade from a C minus <laughs> to a D plus. Like, I, it was not good. It was not good. Um, however, there are more grades to be to be had, and I think this might kind of lead us into some of those projections. Our our head grades, because I feel like they might be a hint into each of us and how we feel about Kobe and whether or not he's part of this team moving forward. Um, 
So, uh, Will, well, let's let's start with you, uh, Joey. You want to pop up that that grade uh, graphic one more time so we can see what Will had is his. Yeah, just two question marks. That's that's yeah. Will's meathead grade for Kobe. Uh, Will, please explain. So I actually gave meaning to each of these. The first one is just him on defense. Question mark. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> Defensive awareness was a question for him at best. And then the second one, as you kind of alluded to, Matt was what is his future with this team? I really don't know. Like he, he is a young prospect. He has shown scoring potential. He has shown flashes. He is, as I said, super young and that has value, but next year is going to be the last year of his deal. And the bulls have to decide if he's somebody that they want to keep around. Will it be an extension? Will it be a Lowry marketing situation where he plays on his player option uh, on his uh, qualifying option, excuse me. And the bulls can match a restricted free agent offer it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with him um so that was my second question mark i like the first question mark i think it's completely <laughs> fair i was just uh, uh you know if you took a screenshot of the any bulls defensive play and just turned it into a comic and just had question marks all around him on defense um all right so big dave i I don't know. Is, is this a is this a zip code? Is this a <laughs> is this a not quite binary stat line? An homage to Chris Dunn. What's going on here with your meathead grade of two zero one two zero? Actually, that's a there's a space between the zero and the one, so that's twenty and one twenty. But ah, what that okay. what that is is the career of Jamal Crawford, twenty years, a hundred and twenty million dollars. That's what oh. he did over his career. That's who I want Kobe White to be focused on as far as who he needs to be in his career. We talked about his ceiling and who he should be. And I said that his ceiling, when if he's doing everything, it's Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams. That's his ceiling. That's who I think he should be focused on. He, The defense, like, like uh, Will just eviscerated and destroyed. It's not great. It ain't good. But what is solid is when you're putting the ball in the bucket at a, at a very, very high clip. And you need to do more of that more often, because if you do more of that more often, you can have that long career and that even longer paycheck like Jamal Crawford has. Like, it's a reason he stayed in the league for that long, even though he couldn't play any defense like that. It's because he got he scored. He got buckets. It's what he did. And he did it very, very well. I think Kobe has that ability to be that person. And he could, he's, I think he should focus on that looking at Jamal Crawford, seeing that career that he had and knowing that he can obtain that as well, man. But he's got to be more consistent in his shooting. But I think he has it in him. But that's who I want him to focus on being is Jamal Crawford. 20 years, 120 mil. I like that. And I, I don't think that that's without – that. that's um, outside the realm of possibility for Kobe. He just needs to tighten some things up and become – more consistent because you know as you've said you and i were watching kobe drop 30 point games it seemed like every other night in that you know that late stretch of his rookie you know 2019 20 season he's got he's got that kind of stuff in him but you know also you know the the longer you're in the nba the more tape people have on you and then you can't catch people by surprise uh Mm -hmm. like you can when you're a rook um yeah so uh devin here with a comment saying i think bulls central Shout out to our pal Hayes. Uh, got Peck's meathead grade right. It is what it is. That is correct. That is, is what, that what I, is? I-W-I-I what stands is. for in my meathead grade. When I look back at 
this season from Kobe and his first three seasons with the Bulls, I, I'm just left feeling kind of meh. Hmm. I, I, I don't see him as a long-term piece on this team, as much as I would love for him to be the Jamal Crawford of the next good Bulls team, as much as I would love for him to be the, the Tyler hero, play that role as one of our commenters brought up earlier. It would be great if Kobe could be that, but he has not proven to us that he can do that consistently. And then you think about the depth at the guard position on this roster you brought in and you paid Lonzo Ball. You brought in and you paid Alex Caruso. You're about to pay Zach Levine to stick around. You also have this gem of a second-round draft pick, Iodasumu, who just showed you in his rookie year that he can play in the NBA, and he is on a rookie-scale deal. And now because he was a second-round pick and just signed you know, a two-year deal, like they're going to have to figure out Kobe's uh, or Io's contract in the not-too-distant future – but to me, th- that's what it comes down to. And we can talk about this more in just a minute. But if you're going to pay one of Ayodesumu or Kobe White to stick around, to be a young, like, two-way guard um, who can play on ball, who can play off ball, to be a great piece for your bench moving forward as you try and, you know, make another playoff run next year and beyond, which one of those guys are you keeping? Because I know we haven't seen Io have as many 30-point nights and catch fire from downtown like the way we had with Kobe in years past. But Kobe, as we just discussed with our defense grades, there are liabilities. Io, you see the potential for him to be a quality two-way player with some of the defense you saw him display as a rookie. So with Kobe, my meathead grade, thanks for the memories, man. It is what it is. I know he's under contract with the qualifying or or with the you know uh, club exercise that the Bulls did exercise for next season, seven point four million dollars. I don't know if he's going to be here for training camp, and I certainly don't know if he's going to be here beyond next season's trade deadline. And I'd be a little bit surprised if he is. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. And, and with that, and even when I make the Jamal Crawford comparison, remember Jamal Crawford played for a bunch of teams. <laughs> you know, he, he was in the league for a long time, played for a lot of different franchises. So that is more so for his career is what I'm saying that uh, by his future with the bulls. Again, like Matt said, I have no idea. Uh, I did. I honestly don't think he would be here uh, in back with the Chicago bulls, just as far as the money is concerned, but we'll see what the bulls, you know, value him at and what they feel about him. You will we'll learn about that, you know, going forward in the off season, but yeah, it's, it's if he, if they do decide to bring him back, we know what work he has to do. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, before we do that, uh, Big Dave, you want to give uh, one more quick shout out to our friends at PointsBet before we get into these Kobe offseason projections. I'm disappointed that it's only one more quick shout out because they deserve all of the shout outs because you know who it is. It's PointsBet. And if you like PointsBet and you want to help support what we do here at CHGO, just download that PointsBet app and use that code. You see it right there. Am I pointing at it? Wait, let me point at it right. Right there, is that hey. it? there it is, right there. That code, right there, right here, right here. That code, C-H-G-O, use that when you sign up because not only are you going to get two of those risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free C-H-G-O membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content 
and you will get a free t-shirt of your choice from that chgo locker and in case you missed it if you're in this beautiful state of illinois or this hot ass but wonderful city of chicago you can download that points bet app right now register your account from start to finish all from your phone stay home in the ac and just pull out your phone do it right there and register y'all you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for damn it because once the game starts you don't just bet goat lead please tell them what they do two times one podcast you live your bet life damn it oh oh, oh. I told him yesterday. I told him yesterday I wanted cursing. He gave me what I wanted. Glad you gave me a chance to redeem myself. Threw some sailor's language in there. I like it. (laughs) Yes, I like it a lot. (laughs) Wonderful. Can't can't be the only foul mouth person on this podcast. I you know I know Dave throws occasionally. Occasionally, if he's fully motivated, Big Dave will throw some sailor language in there. But correct. Usually it's just me cursing up a storm. Yeah. Sink down Sink to my level, up. Will. Sink down. <laughs> I'm closer than you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everyone, that, that Joker line it's from the Dark Knight. AG1 Rise, that makes it appear. Most like everyone That's needs right. just a little push, just like the Joker <laughs> said. Um, all right. So let's let's take a look at this offseason projection, Joey, if you would, please, with Kobe White. I mentioned this, that the Bulls did exercise the club option for him next season under contract 7.4 million. Uh, you see there what he can do for this team, the team role, sharpshooter, bad scorer, occasional playmaker, areas to improve basically everything on the defensive end. Uh, we we did too, like, and we got to give him some credit. I think he improved it as, as a decision maker on the offensive end. He improved finishing around the rim, which was a big problem in his first two seasons. Like he, I, I mentioned some of his career best numbers at the beginning of this evaluation. The one that I did not mention and should is that his field goal percentage between zero and three feet from the basket, AKA finishing at the rim improved by 11% to 66.1 for a career best this this past season. His finishing got better. His decision-making got better, but there's still a lot of issues with him on the defensive end. Um, this, this is all just one big question of coming back. I don't know about you guys. I literally, I put 50% question mark. Cause I have no idea. I have no idea if Kobe's coming back next season. Yeah. If no points bet had, uh, odds on this. I think it would be like even money for the bulls and even money for the field. I just, I have no idea what's going to happen with them. That's kind of how it feels right now. Right. Points, yeah. but if you want to do another show promo, <laughs> well, and, and that kind of leads to I got I you. Saw early on uh, some of our first comments before we even got to Kobe, when we told people we're talking about Kobe was what can we get for Kobe in a trade at this point? I think somebody in the comments said, you know, if we could even get a mid to late first rounder for Kobe, I'd, I'd happily take that. And somebody even said, you know what, just I, I'll take a second rounder for Kobe. Let's just move on. Where are you guys, you know, it, as far as that goes, if the Bulls front office were to look at Kobe as a trade piece this offseason, what would you need to get back in that trade to be to feel good about it? And of course, you know, it, assuming it's just a okay, we're moving on from Kobe and trying to recoup an asset as opposed to him being a piece in a much larger trade with a lot of moving pieces. Um, I'm thinking something that will help the Bulls, I mean, off the bench, probably immediately like a veteran that I've been looking for. You know, Bulls have been lacking, you know, 
veterans on this team this year. They didn't they didn't have a ton of them. Um, I'd like that uh, in return. Um, whether they are, are a sharpshooter or a defensive uh, person, defensive stalwart kind of guy, I don't. Either one is fine to me. Uh, if they can get a pick with that, cool. I don't think they will at all. But yeah, I, I would take that. I would take a veteran who can shoot or a veteran who I know will come in and bring uh, some defense. What's tough about this is that he fits not only like a role, like we he has a defined obvious, like this is what player he can be, mm-hmm. um, but it's a role that the Bulls need to fill. And so they have that guy that can do that thing. So if you're talking about trading him for a bench scorer, like they already have a bench scorer, he just needs to be. So it's a really difficult trade I think to make without packaging him, packaging him into a larger deal, as you said, Peck. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like it, it's rare that you just like swap guys that are kind of the same. Um, maybe it's like you know older for younger, as you said, Dave. Um, but I just yeah, I mean, I really those question marks are real for me. Like I really don't know what happens with him. And you know we talk we talk about trades all the time. It's like okay, send Vooch and Kobe to the jazz for go bear and (laughs) (laughs) it's like and then you have these conversations about what kind of player you think kobe is and you're giving them c's and d's it's like why would the um so i don't know i I really have no idea uh he still is super young i think he can get better i think if we're going to talk about comparisons as being lou will or jamal crawford uh I, i think he's obviously like way far off from that as far as like consistency and all that but those guys are also like crafty crafty vets and i think the area where kobe needs to improve the most overall if i had to like boil it down to one word is just awareness and Mm -hmm. that's on defense that's on offense uh knowing where to be knowing how to get there knowing how to position your body knowing how to get to your spot um and that is something that you can learn for sure but it's also do the bulls have time to wait on that and do you have to pay him more than it's worth in order to unlock that down the road. So all of that to say, I really don't know what you do with Kobe. Moss is that they may have even traded him at the deadline had Lonzo, Caruso, Zach not all gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and he's also, you know, one of two players now on the roster that was not there while, uh, before AK took over. So I really have no idea. My guess is that he could be someone that goes probably the most likely player that goes but it's not like the bulls don't need that guy and it's not like he doesn't have value even insofar right. as like him being a young player who could potentially be good like that's you want young players who could potentially be good yeah and will to dumb it down a little more for you he, he needs more stank on his game like, <laughs> that's what he needs he needs much more stank on like if you were comparing like whether ketchup mild sauce and hot sauce he's ketchup you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's not on at the, the child's comment. The so he's garbage, is what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? No, I love ketchup. First of all, <laughs> ketchup is amazing. It's ketchup is garbage. You know what I mean? But mild sauce is better. You know what I'm saying? The ketchup, hot sauce, and when you're on the right thing, it's better. You know what I'm saying? So I just want him to improve that. He need more stank on his thing, man. Now, like, now, Dave, I gotta know what's your go-to hot sauce? Oh, go-to hot sauce. Oh man, I don't think I have one. Will. Like I'm not a big hot sauce person. I'm more mild sauce than mild anything. Sauce guy? Yeah, I'm That's more of a answer. mild sauce guy, man. Yeah, I'm f- I'm from the city. I'm, I'm more I'm more mild sauce, bro. <laughs> mild but sauce yeah, is great for sure. It's the best. Um, a lot of interesting comments here about Kobe. Um, 
uh, Hayes said, if someone gave us a first round for pick for Kobe, you'd take that and run away before they realized what they did. I mean, I think anybody wondering if the Bulls could could get a first round pick for Kobe White, uh, they're they're thinking through some some rose colored glasses right now. But I, I think that that's I'll say not this as- too. As soon as he goes to another team and starts to have success, it's going to be the same thing that happened with Wendell, where last year everybody was like losing their mind every time he like tried to blitz a pick and roll and couldn't do it because Jim Boylan told right. him to, and that wasn't what he's good at, right. well, and yeah. was afraid to shoot threes. Then he goes to a team that is winning, you know, eighteen games this season, and of course, when there's no pressure in a small market, looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, I just. I, I know that's going to happen. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And, sh- and shout out Richie, Richie Breezy, man. I, I saw your, your comment, man. Appreciate the love. Oh, appreciate, appreciate Richie who threw a super chat in there saying thanks yeah. for always bringing the good vibes. Love you guys. We love you too, Richie. Richie. Appreciate, appreciate you, Richie. It. Shout, out to um, shout out. Here's a great question from uh, Ryan. Could you get a usable backup big for Kobe? I Like... That is to me, that would be an ideal move. If you yeah. can take an, a not super vital backup backcourt piece like Kobe and turn it into a quality power forward slash center defender. Like Kobe for JaVale McGee. Oh like my that's God. That's who yes. I think of like when I think heartbeat. of quality backup big. And it's tough too because, like I said, it's difficult to trade same for same as far as, you know, like bench scorer for bench scorer. Maybe mm-hmm. the age thing makes that easier. It's also really difficult to trade small for big. So all that to say, I, I think the as a part of a larger trade makes more sense. Um, but, you know, he could also, I, I, I would at all be surprised if it's the same situation as Lowry, where they kind of leverage his restricted free agency into a player or some other kind of asset. Because I'll also say this, Kobe is really close with Pat. Those guys are yeah. really close. True. Um, so, I mean, it's a business, but I, I think two of the only young players on the team that that's somewhat important. Uh, yeah. Anish said Kobe for Nance in the comments, you know, as maybe <laughs> just a, a little bit Nance of saltiness go. that we didn't get Larry Nance in they that uh, three team <laughs> sign and trade. So many people have not let that go. I haven't let go. go. Did you guys watch him in the first <laughs> round against the Suns? He was so freaking good. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a good player. I wonder player, if the uh, the Pelicans play all season, want the chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isaac in the comments said, I wonder if Kobe watches your videos on him. Not that I know of. Uh, we, we do know that his brother. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to Will White. Shout out to Will White. Shout out, sir. And, and you know what's crazy is that I think I brought this up to you recently, Big Dave, and you had kind of forgotten it. If if Kobe White is not here long haul, if he's not here next season, we can always say that the first members of Chicago sports media to ever interview Kobe White after getting drafted by the Bulls on draft night was you, me, and, and Sabine. Right here, baby. Which is the dumbest <laughs> truth that may ever exist in, in the entire universe. How did that happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Were you guys at but the it, draft? No. 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 We were in the no. studio. We were doing a draft show from NBC Sports Chicago Studios. We had this silly bit where John actually entered the NBA draft, uh, <laughs> which he did for real. Follow the paperwork. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then our executive producer, Bulldog, came up to us, was like, okay, so like, um, before you guys uh, go on there, just know like at the start of the show, depending on, you know, what he's got to do over there, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to have, you know, Kobe get somewhere where, you know, he it's quiet and whatever behind the scenes and he's going to put in an earpiece and you guys are going to interview him. We're like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> you mean, you mean like Mark and Kendall and Will, they're going to interview And he's like, no, you guys are going to interview him. You David and John looked at each other like, Man, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> like, all right, let's But it was actually a thing that happened. And then the three yes, of us would. just talked to Kobe right after the Bulls drafted him. And that was uh a really cool moment. And like John tried to make some joke. What did he, oh like a, a Shaq and Kobe joke? Because we had yeah, Shaq Harrison was, was playing like, for the Bulls God. at the time. Didn't go over too well. Did not go over too well. Went Kobe. way over Kobe's head. Like, like, yeah, I was, that was like, going to no. be my uh, that my mystery player for tomorrow. So I'm gonna have to. Read. Oh man, no, he was he was yeah, that was great. I asked him was he a Cubs or a White Sox. I told him he had to choose Cubs or White Sox. He chose the White Sox. Kobe's a good kid, man. I like him yeah. a lot. Uh, he's really fun. Like he he brings a good energy to the team. People really like him. Yeah, uh, good dude. and he yeah he like he knows what to say. Like he gets it. Um, and I wish it would have translated for him on the court sooner and hopefully it still does, but mm-hmm. yeah, I feel bad for being harsh on him, but I just, I yeah, am, I guess. I don't know. Are. I don't know how to stop yeah, myself. Uh, Geo in the comments and then we'll get out of here. So, uh, with Kobe, you wouldn't even know if the Bulls lost a game with his post game interviews. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing you're alluded to that one game recently. It was towards the end of the regular season when he and his teammates played like crap. And it was when the tourney was going on and he was like watching the UNC game in the background. And it was like, oh, I think it was like he had a night where he went like one for 14 or like he had an yeah. awful night. Yeah. And then was like cheering on the Tar Heels in his post game mm-hmm. interview. That was that was, that was such a non story. Yeah. You know, the way I mean, it was presented, though, Will, made it seem worse than it really was. When you yeah, I know. That's why I say that, because I was there you know? and he was just like, can we hold off the interview until after this game ends? There's 50 seconds left. Yeah. And everybody wanted to go, so he was like half doing the interview and half watching the last couple of minutes. Yeah, it was no, just, and it was presented as was, Kobe shuns media. Yeah, exactly. It was just play. <laughs> it made him look a lot worse than it sounded. It did. It TMZ'd him. They TMZ'd man. They TMZ'd him. <laughs> um, perhaps in defense of Kobe Junior's saying Zo missed sixty games. Caruso is it a point guard? He's a great passing two or three. Even when you go small, well, well, who do the Bulls have bring the ball up the floor of the playoffs? Caruso. <laughs> uh, let's hope that Zoe doesn't miss. I mean, he didn't miss 60 games. That's an exaggeration. Right, right. But, uh, you know. Pretty close I, to it. Like, like you, you know, I think like you said, Will, if if all those other guys are healthy at the trade deadline, maybe Kobe's already gone. We'll see. Mm, we'll see. Uh, but that's it. Let us, uh, you know, let us know on Twitter if you have any other thoughts about Kobe White and our evaluation of him. Uh, hit us up. We're CHGO underscore Bulls as a unit. You can follow Will on Twitter at Wokotley. Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports on Bulls underscore Pack. We are back tomorrow with another live remote episode. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's Friday fun day. So maybe we're going to do a little... Uh, Little random bulls generator. We might mm. uh, we might bring back this little game we used to play called Foul Block DM with the mm. WWE playoffs. We're gonna have mm. some fun and uh, and answer any questions you guys have in the comments as well. So same time, same place tomorrow, three p.m. Chicago time, live here on our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. And by the way, subscribe to our channel if you aren't already, so you get alerts when we go live. 
and keep it locked on here because we've got more content coming for you guys later today with baseball and bets and all that good stuff. So until tomorrow for Big Dave and for Will, our producer Joey, hanging out behind the scenes, Pac-San, appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Love y'all. See Red, be good.